When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Big Ten has suspended Jim Harbaugh for three games. That starts tomorrow when Michigan plays Penn State. In response, Michigan has run to court on Veterans Day when the courts are closed. But Zaslow, they did, in fact, find a judge willing to work. And it just so happens he appears to be a University of Michigan alum and a lecturer That's at the right. law school of That's the University draw, of Michigan. That's a good draw. Isn't it random? Isn't it random what random. judge you get? That's Isn't a good draw. crazy how that works? Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. So Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Board of Regents, according to Pete Thamel, have filed for a temporary restraining order in what Washtenaw? Am I saying that right? Washtenaw County Circuit Probably Court. Not. Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti and the Just Big Ten are listed as defendants. The listed judicial officer is Judge Timothy P. Connors. Timothy oh, yeah. P. Connors He's appears tough. to be a lecturer at Michigan's law school lecture, by the way, not the same thing as like a full-time professor or anything. A lot of people I'm seeing that on the internet, like everyone calm down. There's no, there's oh, yeah. everyone's there's, an expert now, right? Well, everyone's no, an expert. Oh gosh. I have people tweeting me that like, I'm wrong about stuff. And oh, then yeah. like, Oh, by the way, you know, like, Oh, everyone they have knows. to file in federal court. And then meanwhile, eh, actually circuit court, but okay, buddy on internet on the X, whatever it's called now. Anyways, the point is uh, that they have filed this injunction. This guy, this judge certainly has right. connections to the University of Michigan. Frankly, I would imagine, though, any judge in Washtenaw County probably is also a lecturer at the law school. That's probably not unusual. But what we're talking about here is is whether or not he's going to coach tomorrow, right? So right. it sounds like he might be able to coach against Penn State tomorrow. Possibly, if this thing gets granted, right? And we don't know. And so we're waiting to hear that, and that will be the next news. And when are we going to get that news? Well, we do know that Jim Harbaugh is there. He's at Penn State. He's getting ready for the game. We had already heard from Jim Harbaugh's lawyers that he was boarding that plane and flying there either way, and that he wasn't going to be deterred by the suspension. We also knew he was going to challenge the singing core. So all of that was to be expected. The Big Ten tonight had released a 10-page letter on why they suspended Jim Harbaugh for three games. It's clearly written by lawyers. It's a very detailed letter, probably in part because of this, because they're not going to get their opportunity. Jim Harbaugh, the Big Ten, they're probably filing for this injunction ex parte. The Big Ten's not going to get an opportunity to defend itself before tomorrow when it comes to this temporary restraining order, essentially. And so because of that, they are going to release this letter that's incredibly detailed showing, hey, we do have these reasons and we did do our research and here's XYZ of why we suspended Jim Harbaugh for the three games. And just to remind everybody, like this isn't one of those, you're, you're not on Twitter and, and giving an opinion here. Like like you're, you're using big legalese and the, these big legal terms because one of us here is actually a lawyer and, and it's not me. 
that's the first time you've ever admitted that it's not you. I'm proud of you. Well, I don't know. I feel like I, I, I feel like you may turn back and, and tell me to give the definition of one of those words that you just said right there, and then you know my cover's <laughs> blown, and everyone's gonna know I'm not really a lawyer, and then I look stupid. I don't like looking stupid, you know. So I decided to come clean right now. Whatever. I mean, you should see. You should have seen James Steele yesterday when I was just trying to explain the Yale Law Review article written by a professor from the law school of the University of Michigan. It was remarkable, James's reaction. Uh, I think I fell asleep at one point. Um, <laughs> my, the, my eyes were rolled to, into the back of my head for sure. Uh, That's another one, Amber. You'll, 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 write, you, you'll write some notes for me in detail, and I'll, I'll read that off the air. <laughs> of course, of course, yeah. yeah. I'll just send you the law review article, and uh, you can get yeah. to work that way. It's wildly interesting. So... so-, so- so Har- Harbaugh suspended the final three games. Right. But, like, if this happened a couple weeks ago, would he be suspended? The- like, is he suspended three regular season games, or is he suspended the remainder of the regular season? Both. You know, like, if this happened two <laughs> weeks ago. Right, but right. if this happened two weeks ago, would he be suspended for the final five games right. of the regular season? You know what I'm saying? So, like, which one is it? They're going to argue that it's really three know. games. They're going to argue that it's three games and that it happens to be these three games at the end of the season. Michigan's probably going to argue that this is too much, this is too hasty, and that they rushed to make a decision because of the ultimate punishment being these particular three games because they're such important games for yeah. Michigan's program. So I think that's all going to end up being part of the argument, frankly. And you could see the argument on both sides. What I do Can think you imagine is how wacky, by the way, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you there. Can you imagine how wacky it would be if this is, in fact, his final season as coach at Michigan? They win the national championship. After all this time, they win the national championship finally, and it comes in a season he was suspended for six games. Right. Now, it's three wacky. of those being a self-suspension, but yeah, absolutely. You know, or, or Tony Petiti's handing him the, the Big Ten trophy. <laughs> In early right. December, like he's handing it to him after. Well, just I'm rooting suspending. for that. I want the chaos. I'm oh, I want the that. chaos too. That would be beautiful. This are, yeah. this thing is far from over for Michigan, and I'm not just talking about the sign stealing scandal or or the court system or even the conclusion of the suspension because we also have an investigation ongoing from the NCAA as well. It's also far from over in terms of on the field for Michigan because Jim Harbaugh can be there all week and he can coach this team all week and he can be the one to draw up the playbook and draw up the play plan. And also this is a team with coordinators that were in a position at the beginning of the season for those three games to keep things afloat without Jim Harbaugh being able to be there for game day. And so that was really good practice for now the end of the season for the suspension looking the same as the self-imposed suspension by Michigan. Another reason that I would imagine the Big Ten decided to choose three games. It's not too much. It's not dropping the hammer on Michigan. It's going to be harder to argue against. One thing that I do think is interesting, though, Zaslow, that you and I have not gotten to yet, is that the timing of the suspension. A lot of people are questioning the timing of the suspension. And yes, it's these three really important games, right? But a lot of people are saying, why not take more time to do your due diligence and suspend him next season instead, right? Beginning of next season when it wouldn't matter quite so much. And I think that there's probably a few reasons for that. But one of them is, first of all, if if I'm looking at this from the Big Ten perspective, Am I actually disrupting the postseason? Because a lot of people are saying, okay, well, first of all, you like this is your moneymaker. You want Michigan to win a big uh, a title, yeah. essentially, if you're if you're the Big Ten. And I, I think if you're 
if you're the Big Ten commissioner, you're thinking, well, that's why I'm like, I'm only suspending him in game. <laughs> you know, like, I'm going to let him be there all week long. So they have a pretty good game plan going into these games because, you know, money for the Big Ten. Right. But then also, you don't want to be in a situation where Jim Harbaugh, Harbaugh leaves the program. And now you're trying to punish Michigan without the coach there to punish. And so your means of doing that would be to punish the actual program or to punish the actual players, right? By taking away wins or, or, you know, games or whatever next season. And that also doesn't seem like a very good solution. So from the big 10 perspective, I feel like that's going to be part of their argument. Like we are just focusing on Jim Harbaugh. So we don't harm these kids. Yeah. And Harbaugh even talked about it, how even though he's claiming he didn't know what was going on underneath him. And I get it. It's really easy for everybody, so there's no way that the coach couldn't have known. I, I think there is a world where the head coach at a major college football program doesn't know everything that's going on. I, I do think that world exists. I think that it could have been done by coaches beneath him where it's just, you know, Harbaugh will delegate, hey, make sure this gets done, make sure this gets done. I don't care how you do it. Make sure it all gets done and then come back to me when you're ready. And other coaches delegate to lower-level staffers like this Connor Stallions. And it's like, hey, go out there and go do this and hire this guy to sit in the stands and watch this and all do that. And, and then we come back to coach and we, and we did what we need to do and we got him the information that he's asked us to get even though he didn't tell us exactly how to do it. I, I think there is a world where Harbaugh doesn't know. But he clearly understands he's the head coach and everything that happens under his watch is going to fall on him, and he does deserve this punishment. But I liked how Harbaugh made it very clear that as long as the adolescents who are playing for my football team, as long as these kids are not being punished, if it means that I have to take the blame and I have to bear the responsibility, I am good with that. I mean, he literally said that, which I think is absolutely the right attitude to take. And I also, and, and I also think that it's just. Like, even if Harbaugh didn't know, you're the top guy there, man. Everything that happens underneath you is going to be your responsibility. Why do you wince like that? You, you think he definitely knew? No. Well, first of all, yes, I think he knew. And certainly I would argue that he should have known he's the top guy. He's going to be responsible regardless of what happens inside his program. But even more than that, the reason that I winced is because he's on one hand saying that as long as they're not punishing the kids, I will take responsibility. And on the other hand, running to the circuit court in Michigan and challenging this thing immediately. So that, I mean, those two things are a bit contradictory and that's why I winced, right? Like, as long as they're only punishing me and then me gets punished and then now I'm fighting it in court. And, no, but it's and not Harbaugh forget. that's necessarily fighting it. It's, it's the school that's Well, no, fighting, it's both. Right? They're both. They're both listed. And, and, and it's against the Big Ten commissioner and the Big Ten listed as defendants. I believe Jim Harbaugh here. Let me look one more time just to be sure. Yeah. Plaintiff James J. Harbaugh and another plaintiff, the Board of Regents of the University of Michigan. So they are both uh, filing for this injunction. Gotcha. Coming up next, we got to find out, Zaslo, because you're here. What's a big deal and what's not a big deal? If we don't do a big deal or not a big deal, how are we going to know? That's next. Celebrating Veterans Day with Josh Allen on ESPN Radio. Happy Veterans Day to everybody that has served. We greatly appreciate your sacrifice and doing what you've done to protect those who can't. And again, we greatly appreciate you guys. God bless. ESPN Radio celebrating America's heroes on Veterans Day.
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Rolling along here on Amber and Ian with Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight alongside me, Amber Wilson. You can find us at Amber W Sports. That's me. Don't get confused at Zaslow show. That is him. It is time now for us to find out what's a big deal. What's not a big deal. It's making headlines. Extra, extra. Read all about it. But is it a big deal or not a big deal with Amber and Ian? And really with Jonathan Zaslow and also with, of course, our producer, James Steele. Now, this is a segment that was the brainchild of a show once brilliantly called. Nope, nope. A show once brilliantly called. I don't know about that. Zaslow and Amber. Really, it was was way before Zaslow and Amber. It was like, what was the precedence? A big deal, not a big deal. It would have been like. Zazlo Joy and Romberg with Joy Taylor. Right? I don't know. <laughs> it's been my it's been my what we call in the biz baby. my intellectual property for a while now. But then we stole it. Me and James, when I came to ESPN, we just ripped it right out of your soul and we stole it. But then you came to ESPN and now we're here. We're back together again once again and we can use it. Let's get to it, James. Uh, I don't know anything about this. Uh, I believe that I came up with this all on my own. All right, <laughs> let's get started. Kyler Murray is uh, set to start on Sunday for the Arizona Cardinals against the Atlanta Falcons. The first time he'll have played in a game in exactly 11 months. Zads, big deal, not a big deal. Kyler Murray getting to start. Yeah, I'm going big deal, not because of what it means for the Cardinals the rest of this season, but because it's such a weird situation for the franchise and for the fan base. The Arizona Cardinals are 1-8, and and not that they're going to become some type of juggernaut the rest of the way here with Kyler Murray, but you're at the point in the season where you don't really want to win any more games. At 1-8, and eight, you'd like to grab that number one overall pick in the draft. And so Kyler Murray coming back at just past the midway point of the season, it's such a weird scenario, so I'm going big deal. This is a team that's 1-8, and eight, but they've played some teams tough, right? It's not necessarily an easy out for the 1-8. and eight. It gives some people hope here that Jonathan Gannon is on to something as the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, and there's been times that this, show, this team has showed some promise, so you kind of can't look at just the record. Obviously, the quarterback position is a huge question mark. Kyler Murray is a huge question mark. It wasn't good under Cliff Kinsbury most of the time. There were times that he showed a ton of promise. There was even, what, that half-season? 
season where he was in the MVP conversation. I mean, this is a kid that has showed that he is talented. It's also a kid who has shown that he potentially has work ethic problems. We've heard all the rumors. We saw the clause in the contract. We know about the narrative that surrounds Kyler Murray. You've got to give him an opportunity under this Gannon system to see once and for all what you have in this guy. And I, and you paid him. He's still very young. Like if it works, if it shows some promise, Aslo, then, then use that number one overall pick. You could trade it away for more picks if you wanted to, right? Somebody else could draft Caleb if they wanted to, or also you could address other positions on the field. And that's also incredibly important if you're the Cardinals because quarterback's not your only need. <laughs> you are a team that has won a game this season. So best case scenario is Kyler shows some promise that he didn't show up, uh, you know, in the old system here that he shows that he could be the guy for the new system. And you move forward with the guy that you've already paid. Worst case scenario, you get him out there. Maybe a team sees some talent and you got a trade partner. Either way, he's got to play. So it's a big deal. All right. The Jets lost to the Chargers on Monday Night Football. Not a great game, but there was news that came out of that. Uh, it, it was a video of Aaron Rodgers on the sideline uh, spilling a glass vessel that a lot of people thought may have been uh, for smoking things. Uh, but he cleared things up on the Pat McAfee show and said that it was not a bong. It was a bottle of fancy tequila. <laughs> But make, wait, 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 hold on, because I missed this on McAfee. The explanation—the explanation is no, no. I wasn't smoking on the sideline. I was drinking hard liquor on the sideline. No, no, no. He wasn't. He it was a it was a box. He picked up the box, and this bottle fell out and spilled on the ground. He said, "Quote: Shout out to bongs everywhere, but that was not one of them. Big deal, not a big deal. That uh, Aaron Rodgers had a bottle of tequila or." I mean, maybe something else on the sideline, Amber. Which ones? I like. I don't really like the defense of one using the other. It just seems strange. In other words, any of these substances while you're on the field, this was on the field at yeah, the, the Jets game yeah. Yeah, against the, the Chargers on the sideline. Either one seems strange. Whether you're you're like pouring out tequila. Or or bong juice, Aslo. Either one, it seems like a strange move from the future Hall of Fame quarterback. Well, I, I don't think it's referred to as bong juice. Okay. I think it's All usually right. we bong juice. It is like, now. Just keep it moving. Just keep it moving. But I, I think it's – I mean, I'm going big deal because I feel like, you know, James Steele was trying to be – you know, he was trying to keep it light by calling it a glass vessel. And then the next sentence, just like, <laughs> you know what? Screw bong. it. It was a bong. Yeah, I, I workshopped that glass vessel uh, line uh, with my party of one in here. Uh, Zazzle is right, though. You like you you walked around it and then you just went. I, mean, I, I mean, there was a quote. Being what careful. was I going to do? You know what? Forget it. <laughs> I was very unsure about what to do there. By the way, all of this is actually not a big deal because it's Aaron Rodgers and it's all antics and he knows what he's doing and he spills an umper. It's all tension and he wants us talking about it. He wants McAfee talking about it. It's not a big deal. It's probably water just to get us all talking. All right, in the most important news of the day, the Pittsburgh Penguins announced that they are retiring Yarmer Yager's number 68 jersey on February 18th. Quote, Pittsburgh, I'm coming home, Yager said in a video posted on social media. Yager, who's 51 now, played in uh, 1,700-plus career regular season games in the NHL over 24 seasons. He's fourth all-time in games played. 
and goals and fifth in assists. And only Wayne Gretzky has recorded more points than Yager, who has over 1,900 points. Zaz. Pittsburgh Penguins legend, former Florida uh, Panthers legend, Yarmer Yager getting his number 68 put up in the Rafters at the PPG Paints Arena in Pittsburgh in February. All right, it's a lot of Pittsburgh. Big deal or not a big deal? Pittsburgh, we get it. Yeah, um, that was a buildup. I'm going big deal. I'm I'm obviously a Yarmer Yager fan. He played for two or two or three years here for the Panthers. I'm a huge Panther fan. I enjoyed watching Yager here. But the thing that stood out to me, Amber, was where the headline says Penguins to retire Yager's 68. It's like they haven't done that yet. I mean, as as James said, he's 51 years old. I think he might still be playing overseas. He plays for a team that he owns, and I guess like. All right, yeah, I guess it makes sense that they haven't done it yet because he's still technically an active player. But I'm going big deal. But not in the NHL. So they could have done it sooner. But, yes, he has been playing in Kladno since 2018. Of course. I was going to say that, but you you said it first. I said it first. I know it was right there on the tip of your tongue. Uh, The last time he played in the NHL was 2017-2018. So they've had some time that they could have done this. Overall, not a big deal only because this is a no-brainer. That's the reason it's not a big deal. All the stats you just rattled off, James, everybody knows he's an all-time great and he's a legend. So it's not a big deal. He's got a great flow, all-time great flow. I mean, so, so flowy. Uh, uh, one more real quick. The executive committee of the NBA Players Association announced today uh, and this week that it was appointing Andre Iguodala as the union's acting executive director. Big deal, not a big deal, Zaz. Yeah, I'm going not a big deal right now. First of all, he's the acting. I guess it's at a tryout, you know. He's acting. It's not permanent necessarily. I'm going not a big deal, though, until we find out some of what the details were leading to her stepping down and him stepping in. I I think it's a big deal because wasn't the former director only there for one year or something? Short time. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. very, very short time. So it seems strange. Uh, the way that this has happened, and sure, I mean, it's a I, NBA, PA, executive committee, it's a big deal. Also a big deal is that we're rolling on here on Amber and Ian. Plenty more with Jonathan Zaslow filling in next. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Let's go! This is Amber Indian's football questions from veterans. Hey, my name is Richard Gerber. I'm a technical sergeant with the U.S. Air Force. And my question is, if you were Jerry Jones and you were going to let go Mike McCarthy and his staff after the season when they disappoint, as they usually do, who would you spend all your resources in acquiring and bringing into Dallas so that they can get over the hump? Shout out to all the veterans on this Veterans Day. Thank you to James Steele cultivating all of these questions from his friends because James Steele also a vet basically just called up a lot of his veteran friends but we appreciate you because these are great questions Zaslow I feel like this question is directed at Jim Harbaugh (laughs) I feel like somehow there's a link here to the Michigan sign stealing scandal because the questions if Jerry's moving on from McCarthy who is he targeting Uh, I don't know if I believe that Jerry is moving on from Mike McCarthy, frankly. I I don't believe it. I have a hard time believing it. Uh, But there's certainly going to be that conversation with Jim Harbaugh's name and future floating out there for the NFL. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a timely question because of the Harbaugh stuff. And, I mean, when Ian Fitzsimmons joined us earlier, he is like dead set on Harbaugh not returning to Michigan next year. I think he's probably right, especially because there's flirtation every single offseason with Harbaugh, especially recently, and he could have any of these job openings that he wants. And it kind of feels a little bit right, Amber, kind of like when Pete Carroll left USC, where Pete Carroll saw, you know what, the you-know-what's about to hit the fan here with USC and the NCAA, so I'm going to get up out of here, and I'm going to have a second go at the NFL, and he landed in Seattle. It kind of feels similar to Harbaugh here, but no, I don't think Jerry Jones is going to move on from Mike McCarthy pretty much based on anything that's going to happen the rest of the way because Jerry likes a certain kind of coach, right? Mm-hmm. He he likes a guy like Mike McCarthy. I don't know that puppet is the right term to use, but he likes having a coach who acknowledges that Jerry is very clearly in charge of everything that is going on. And you know what? A guy like Harbaugh, probably not a great fit for a scenario like that. So I I think guys like Jason Garrett, Mike McCarthy, they're the perfect kind of coaches for Jerry Jones and Dallas. Everybody knocks that like a huge insult where it almost it sounds insulting to the coach almost like they're just a puppet. And I would say, you know, if you're playing, if you're working for that organization and you're the coach, you just recognize that Jerry is quite literally yeah, the president of that organization is. and he's the owner of that organization. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you are coaching like you you're, you're doing the X's and O's and you're building the playbook. But yeah, when it comes it's to the, the personnel decisions in and, the sports world. Yes. When it comes to the, the trade off is yes, you are working for this particular owner who is incredibly yep. involved in the team. And what you get in return for dealing with that is, you know, to be the face and the head coach of the most famous team in the country 
and the yeah. team that rates and the team that gets a lot of eyeballs each and every week. So, you know, certainly a good gig overall and a gig that a lot of people would want. But there is that interesting component to it. And I agree with you because of that component and Jerry recognizing that component. He's only going to hire certain personalities that mesh with his. Yep. And that's reasonable, by the way. I mean, we're going to insult that, but it is reasonable. If I own a team, I'm only going to hire somebody I think is going to work well with me as the owner. And that's, that's going to allow I, me to do it my way to do it my way because I own the damn thing. You know, like we always want to rail on Jerry and I understand that there's owners that certainly have general managers in place and allow those people to make the decisions. And, and, and with some of the personnel decisions over the years, maybe you wish that Jerry would have some more of that buffer uh, between him and some of those personnel decisions. But also if I owned a team, like, like I'm the captain now, you know, like look at me. Totally. Look at me. I'm the captain now. Like, I'm me. the billionaire. Like, if I I'm was a billionaire, Zaslow, I'd own everything. Oh, I'd be in Everybody charge would have to listen everything to everything in my in my organization. I would be the man in charge. You yeah. are not going to step to me. And I'm only hiring people who I feel like mesh with me. I feel like that makes sense. <laughs> so I, I don't, I, but I don't see Jerry Jones, frankly, making a coaching change. Although yeah. everyone says that Mike McCarthy's seat is hot and we'll see. We'll see after the seat. I feel like we say that though every single season. And the one thing that you can say about Jerry is that he frankly has been incredibly loyal to his coaches, maybe too loyal, but those coaches of the Dallas Cowboys have quite a bit of job security. Tune in for college football action tomorrow night as Georgia hosts Ole Miss presented by Dr. Cat Pepper. Coverage begins at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. That is where Ian Fitzsimmons will be. That's why he's not here tonight. Jonathan Zaslow in the saddle for yeah. Ian Fitzsimmons. At Zaslow Show, that's how you find him. At Amber W Sports, that's how you find me. Zaslow, it is yeah. Veterans Day. In yeah. honor of James Steele, what did you do with your day? Oh, yeah. Senior Airman James Steele, producer for... Amber and Ian, I uh, I honored you know uh, James and and his fellow veterans by going to the movies today. You know what? I'm glad you brought this up. So I went to the movies this afternoon. All right, so listen to this. I went to the movies this afternoon. I mean, with, first of all, are you son. are you a hundred? Oh, you took your son. Okay, uh, like you're going yeah, to go a matinee by yourself with... during the day. Although I don't I don't think there's anything wrong going to the movies yourself. But I I I don't go to the movies myself anymore. I I have kids. I have teenage boys. Like they're essentially. I, I always have a friend to do things with now, okay? So me and my younger son, we went to the movies. We see all the Marvel movies, okay? So we went, it came out today. We saw the Marvels. Amber, have you seen it yet? Nerd alert. Okay, we went and saw the Marvels this afternoon. And all right, here's the thing. This makes me crazy. So we're in the theater. And it wasn't even it wasn't even packed. Okay, the general point that I get to is I don't know when it started, but people's behavior in public in social settings, Amber, it's gotten progressively worse over the years, right? Like people just don't know how to behave. There's no self awareness. There's no courtesy. And so here's what happened: We're in the movie theater. My son and I, we sit in the last row. We always sit in the last row, way up top. Okay, and. Like six seats to my right is a woman sitting. She's by herself. You want to talk about, you know, by herself. She's by herself, okay? An older woman. And at one point, just yapping away. Yap, yap, yapping away in the middle of the movie. To who? Amber. She's by herself. Amber. Amber. She's on her phone. Oh. She's on her phone. No. And, I mean, if it's not bad enough that people will talk in movies these days, she's on her phone. 
phone. So what am I supposed to do here, you know? I, I look over, I'm, I'm staring at her. And my son next to me, he goes, he goes, what's going on? Because he sees that I'm staring. I'm like this stupid woman at the end of the aisle, you know? So I'm staring, like, am I supposed to say something at this point? Because here's the thing. So I'm staring at her because, and I don't say anything because I don't want the smoke, but like, I'm staring at her. So if she wants the smoke, then I want the smoke, you know? I'm not, I'm not going to start the smoke, but if she wants the smoke, then I want the smoke. So I'm staring at her, and I'm hoping that she's going to turn to me, and then it's like, what's going on, you know? But eventually, she never turns to me because she was way involved on the phone, you know, on the, having a conversation. I, just, I don't understand where people get off these days, you know? It's such awful behavior. I don't get it. It's so I, frustrating. I cannot, I cannot relate to this at all because it's I have not phone. been to a movie theater in 10 years. So I, I can't relate well, I to this. I go all the time. I know you do. You always have. And it, it's just it, the movie theater experience doesn't appeal to me. I think the only time in the last decade I've been People to a movie theater was, was one time to one of those dine-in theaters. And I could not even tell you what I saw. Maybe that was... Oh gosh, that might have been more than 10 years ago. I mean, the last movie I remember seeing was like Monsters, Inc. 2 or whatever. Monsters 2. 10 years ago? In the movies. Like, I never, ever go to the movie theater. It's just... I go all the time. The home viewing experience is so good. Part of it is I'm not a movie person at all. So there's never a movie that comes out. Like, James Steele's a dork, so he was freaking out a couple days. Oh, sorry. Happy Veterans Day, James. Thank you for your service. Uh, he's a dork, so he was freaking out about Ghostbusters coming out. Yeah. The new Ghostbusters a couple yeah, days ago. Yeah, I saw the trailer today. Are. Right. Yeah. And a lot of people are super excited about that, you know. No. Obviously. And- <laughs> it's the Ghostbusters. <laughs> and... I never feel like that about any movies, though. Like, I never, oh, there's yeah. never a movie that I see the trailer and I'm like, oh my God, I cannot wait. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm very excited about Ghostbusters, Frozen Empire. Absolutely. Yeah. For me, it's not, you know, if there's a movie I want to see, what, <laughs> for me, if there's a movie I want to see, I can always wait for it to be available to me at home. Well, so no, I so always, you can't just wait up... for a movie. No, no, no. So here's the thing, Amber. Like, these kind of movies that I always go to the theater with my son, you know, the Marvel movies. You, if you wait for it to come out on streaming, somebody's going to spoil it for you. It, it, you know, what happens at the end of these movies is very important. That's why we see them, you know, the day they came out, like today, you know. So I can't wait for it to be streaming. i got to go see it in the Who's, theaters. Who you know? are you walking around in your world that's just stopping you? Zazzle, i got to tell know. you about the end of Marvel. I'm not going to risk it. I, your son, it makes a little bit more sense because he's in school and his friends could be talking about it. Where are you going? You're going to Publix and you're walking to get your pub sub and... Somebody in line, yeah. hey, Zazlo, did you see the end of the latest Marvel flick? Let me tell no, you before you not, answer that question. They're not telling me. Maybe they're talking to the person next to them, and they tell me what happened in the post credit scene at the Marvels, which, by the way, no spoiler, was super important today if you're going to see it, so make sure you stick around for the post credit scene. But maybe somebody's going to spoil that for me. The point is, Amber... If I would have said something to this woman on the phone, what would her reaction have been? Like, would she be in, would she have been surprised that I had a problem with her on the phone during the movie? I, I, you, can't, you have to know people are going to be upset. That's just so rude. And, it's and so, so rude. Unaware. But, you know, maybe it's because she was by herself and I don't. Maybe it's because she sucks. Maybe that's why I will give people the benefit of the doubt to some extent. This idea like you go to a comedy show and they make you put your phones oh, in the bag and that people whole thing. are the worst at the that's the worst place that society is at these days. But you like that move when the comedians do that and they hijack your phone. Yeah. So they, 
as a as a mom and a mom to a little and I know you and I have disagreed on this before but that the thought of that like I would not go to your show if I know I have to relinquish my phone because my kids at home with a babysitter and what if there's an emergency like I just tough spot the idea of that bothers me to no end and so I will give some people a benefit of some doubt just because you answer your phone in the movie theater doesn't automatically she was having a very casual conversation for five minutes right that's ridiculous because there's no emergency if it's an emergency you can understand her answering it like emergency but then you let you walk out of the theater you 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 proceed to walk out yeah there's, oh, there's no justifying. People are awful. Just agree with me that people are awful. Just but you were a little scared of her because you didn't say anything to her. So it's obvious. No, no. Like scared. I said, I didn't want the smoke. But if she wanted the smoke, I definitely wanted uh-huh, the smoke. For sure. Coming up next here. I would have had words. I'm, ba- I'm bad at not being confrontational. Like I would have I would have had words. Well, you're a former senior airman. And yeah, you're a senior I'm all, I, come from bad, I come from bad I'm genes. <laughs> Coming up next, do you have any stories of people being terrible? You can join in to the conversation. Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Plus, we will make our Week 10 official NFL picks. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Let's go! This is Amber Indians. 180! Football questions from veterans. All right, this is uh, Spencer Bosswood Patton. I served 20 years in the United States Air Force. I retired as a master sergeant in 2014. Do we think that Justin Herbert is on the same level as Burrow and Kurt? Master sergeant. Sounds cool. He's a master. Master sergeant. You know, like sergeant's not enough. We get, we're a master sergeant. Yeah. These like if I saw if someone in James. Like, like if someone introduced themselves to me as a sergeant, like that's really cool, but like I, I want to be a master sergeant. <laughs> He's uh, Spence is one of my favorite people. I've been in a fantasy football league with him for like 15 years. We played softball together uh, whenever I was in the Air Force. He's a cool guy. 
Military retired. ranks just sound so cool. 20 years he served. Yep, so yep, thank you for your service, retired. Spence. Thank you for your service to all the veterans out there on this Veterans Day. Is Justin Herbert on the same level, Zaz, as Joe Burrow, as Jalen Hurts? I thought he was going to go Burrow and Patrick Mahomes there. What do you want Burrow and Hurts? No, no, I, I don't. Bl- I, I think I think Burrow and Hurts are, are both a uh, pretty clear step ahead of Herbert. You know, you, you, I feel like Herbert also has a little bit of that Charger stink on him where, you know, it's Philip Rivers had that stink on him where it's the fourth quarter. They're always down by six with the ball with a minute and a half to go and no timeouts, you know, and the game ends on an interception. I I, I feel like Herbert is uh, is in that second tier, you know, uh, maybe even third tier. I, I think guys like Burrow and Hurts who have both had Super Bowl appearances already in such a short time span are are a, a clear cut above Herbert. I don't agree at all. I think Justin Herbert is on the same level, particularly as Jalen Hurts. Now, I put Joe Burrow, frankly, I could argue Joe Burrow is in a slight tier above those guys when fully healthy. The durability factor obviously affects Joe Burrow, and we saw it affect Joe Burrow at the beginning of the season. But Jalen Hurts, to me, is not in that, top you know like that top 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 Patrick Mahomes category that is sort of on a level by itself to me and then like right under it is these other guys and I think it's fair to have Justin Herbert in the same conversation as these other guys Justin Herbert blew all everybody out of the water his rookie season he broke all kinds of records in the NFL we know that right he's got arguably the strongest arm in the NFL, certainly one of them. He's got good instincts. He shows all of it. The numbers are there. The numbers are great season in, season out. I don't know if he has a good coach. I'm not sure he's got a great staff around him. He's got okay weapons around him. And you're absolutely right. He's got some of that. He's got okay weapons. And some, some seasons better than others. He's got that Chargers thing. You're absolutely right. The ownership there, notoriously, uh, you know, uh, a little thrifty. There's a little thrifty. So we'll see if they end up making some changes with that staff. But I think if you put Justin Herbert in Philadelphia, right? Or Justin, like, yes, I think it's as good as Jalen Hurts. I think he's he's a a very, very good quarterback. And so is Jalen Hurts. I'm not taking anything away, but I do think Justin Herbert and him belong in the same conversation. Now, if our master sergeant had asked, you know, is he on the same level as Tua? Oh, then that's that's a different conversation. I mean, obviously. Tua, Patrick Mahomes, their own category. I liked how how the question was about um, uh, Burrow and Hurts because clearly they're not on the same level as Mahomes. Because you have Mahomes as the only quarterback – on his own level. Yeah, and yesterday correct. we got into a fierce debate, me and James Steele yesterday. Really? I had the audacity, the audacity to say, well, I didn't actually say it. It was Chad Josinko who originally said it. Go Chad Josinko said when Burrow is healthy, he's the best quarterback in the NFL. And I had the audacity to say that's not an insane argument. When he's at his healthiest, that you could make an argument that he's the best quarterback in the NFL. And James Steele lost his mind. And all I'm saying is it's a rough two weeks for James Steele to be arguing that. It's it's a ridiculous statement. It's a rough couple of weeks for you to be arguing. It's pretty, his, it's pretty Patrick ridiculous. Mahomes, I can't lie. At Patrick his healthiest, Mahomes Joe Burrow has, has gone not to had one the Super best Bowl couple and weeks. lost it. 
At his healthiest. That's fine, but Joe the Burrow, Burrow teams are a lot worse than the Patrick Mahomes teams Burrow around Burrow has him. not thrown for 5,000 <laughs> yards once. He has not thrown for well, 50 touchdowns once. He has not won two MVPs. He has not won two Super Bowls. He was drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals. He has not gone to three Super Bowls. He has not won two Super Bowls. He has not hosted five straight AFC title games. Mahomes wasn't 100% healthy in that one, the last Super Bowl. In, in, a, in a game, in yeah, a at, Super Bowl. At, at his, at his not healthiest. At his not healthiest. I mean, can we see Mahomes Patrick play Mahomes a road playoff a game for year. once? Can you win a road playoff that was game? That's an indictment on him, though. Don't they keep need winning. To. <laughs> Don't need to. Whenever you're the best team in the league every year. How about we talk about the last couple of weeks and how Patrick Mahomes has looked? What, uh, two wins? We are proud to recognize that it's Veterans Week here at ESPN as we honor all military personnel who are actively serving, veterans who have served, and those who have made the ultimate sacrifice. Many of our ESPN colleagues are those very brave people like James Steele who have served in the U.S. Armed Forces. He might have terrible football takes, but he's a very brave individual. As a commitment to empowering those who have served our country, we want to make sure that the military personnel and military spouses everywhere are aware of ESPN's continued support of disabled veterans career fairs, which connect veterans and spouses with employers nationwide who are committed to hiring them. ESPN's support of the career fairs has engaged nearly 7,900 vets and spouses, resulting in 2,900 interviews being conducted and 960 job offers being made. To learn more, visit DAV.org. This is a challenge. Challenge. This is ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. All right, where are we? Do we know where we are, James, with the Pick'em Challenge? Yeah, we're still second to last. Oh, well, I cleaned up last week, man. I thought I was. I thought we were going to at least hop, hop one show last we were week. Two, we were two and one last week. Still sub 500, 12 and four, 12, 14 and one on the season. Hmm. Well, that's what I get for listening to my different co-hosts every week. So, Jonathan Zaslow, you've got to fix this thing. Let's go. 49ers favored by three at the Jags. How are we feeling? Yeah. Yeah, I I think there's a reason, you know, it could look a little funky that they're favored at the Jags. I think there's a reason why they're coming off a bye. I I think the Niners get back to... They get back to business in Jacksonville. I like the the Jags here. Do I go with Zaz or do I go with me? I think I'm overriding you. I'm going Jags. Browns at Ravens, minus six and a half Ravens. Yeah, I I like the Ravens by a full touchdown here at least. I don't think the Browns offense is going to be able to keep up. It's a lot of points, but I'll go Ravens with you. Lions favored by three at Chargers. I like the Chargers. I like the home team wow. here. I think the home dog can win it outright. Let's get crazy and bet against Dan Campbell. I'm with you. 